Victims, we still mobbing. Shiny black coupe at night, look like a goblin. AK on her backseat, baby is so vibrant. Watch me let it spray like a hydrant. Can't dodge it. You not getting wet in the rain. Uh huh. We are back. Welcome back to uh, Dedication Week. Uh, first time doing this, so hope you guys are enjoying it today. We are uh, reviewing Lil Wayne Dedication Two. And uh, this is Dedication Week. If you're wondering, like, why does he keep saying this Dedication Week? It's because we are reviewing every Lil Wayne Dedication mixtape this week. If you didn't catch Dedication 1, go back to the last episode and peep that, too, because that was hot. With that being said, let me introduce my host for this, uh, my guest for this series, uh, my man, Nico Fashow. Nico Fashow, yes, please yes. introduce yourself. Nico Fashow, check me out on SoundCloud if you get a chance, www w.soundcloud.com forward slash w2tpw uh, me and my homie king are making some slappers they rapping over tight ass funk beats so if you like funk beats go check my man's out this week we got a lot coming this week so today we got a dedication to little wayne let's get into this background check who does he think he is i just told you who i thought i was a god I just told you. That's who I think I am. The guy, Lil Wayne. The Dedication series. So the background for Dedication 2. Dedication 2 dropped in 2006. It's the mixtape that re-kicked, at least to me, re-kicked the mixtape era in hip-hop. Being a part of, like, at least being a part of mainstream culture. Mm -hmm. This mixtape was financially successful and critically acclaimed. Uh, the fact that this mixtape brought in so much money through sales from Best Buy and iTunes even caused a problem for Wayne because you know nobody be clearing them samples on mixtapes. Yeah. <laughs> All problems aside, though, uh, this mixtape landed on Billboard charting at, take a guess, where do you think uh, the highest charted uh, number of this mixtape? Holy shit, I never even knew it charted. Yeah, take a guess. Uh, it's the most little Wayne number. 17? 17? 17. No, it peaked at 69. 69. I, mean, <laughs> I was going to say that. But I mean. Yeah, so uh, it peaked at uh, 69. Uh, insert Wayne sex bar here. And uh, Dedication 2 is the follow-up to the Dedication the year before. And Wayne would uh, drop a collab album with Birdman following following up this project uh, called Like Father, Like Son. Ooh. So, yeah, man. Uh, uh, why'd you I, say ooh? I remember that. I forgot about <laughs> Like Father, Like Son. That's, yeah, that's ooh. Watch the Thrones before Watch the Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> that's so soft. Yeah. That's, oh, right. that's the one. Yeah. Pits don't die. They get old and they move to Miami. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, back to dedication uh, to uh, Nico Fischel. How are you feeling about dedication to just share any thoughts you was feeling, whether it's now, before, or whatever. I remember back in the day, this was the one. This yeah. was the one that you downloaded every track to. Dedication one, you might download two or three. 
But this one, it was like you needed every track off yeah. of that thing. And then as of now, listening back to it today, I was like, damn, this is still pretty good. Yeah. It's still pretty good. Dedication to, I would say, changed my life. Not in a major way, but uh, dedication to changed my life because it introduced me to datpiff.com. Oh, yeah. it was around back then? Yes, that's yeah. just, uh, this is the first mixtape that brought me to datpiff.com. Uh, ever since then, I was downloading, like, just... I didn't even realize there was all these fake mixtapes. Yeah. Like, I was downloading... I thought Wayne had, like, a million mixtapes. Apparently, like, <laughs> people was just putting mixes together and dropping them. Oh, Y'all got me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that piff, yeah, this, this one brought me to that piff, and I always remember it for that. Uh, let's hop into our highlight record for this project. Yes. Bow down and kneel to greatness. Dedication to another long one. We got... 25 songs on this record. Nico, for show, you want to hop into your highlight record? Yeah, highlight record for me has to be Sports Center. Not the bad without the bad world. That was my fault. Shut the boogie, bro. It's Jake's the grills, you bastard. Cover my tracks like butter, so where the bread be? I see beef is dead meat. Who that yes. the president? Yeah, me. No one scared me. And you ain't got to double dare me. Hear me. Oh, yeah, that's Word. just that's my song, man. How he intros it. Chica. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> yeah, is that like someone uh, on a hardwood floor? Yeah, stop it. Yeah, or, I don't know, but it does sound like it, it's off a of sports center. It's a sample or something. And, yeah, and then with the basketball dropping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it kind of reminds me of that old Nike commercial where they, they used to be dribbling and making the beat. Yeah, the <laughs> but man, cover my tracks like butter. So where the bread be, I see beef is dead meat. How he enters it like that, I'm just like, man, <laughs> man, he he goes in on that song. Yeah. Yeah, the B is just one of those, like I said in the previous podcast about Dedication 1 and uh, Bass Beat, it just fit into those Bay Area playlists we used to burn on CDs back in the day. And I really appreciated it because Wayne was like what a lot of people were trying to sound like. So to have one from the man himself, it was, it was great. Sports Center. That's like the first record where I was like, Wayne is really like rapping with a stream of consciousness. Yeah. Like it's literally first thought to his head, out the mouth, into the mic, <laughs> and we got it. Like the song is called Sports Center, and this is the reason why I say it's a stream of consciousness. Because I guarantee you with this instrumental, Wayne was supposed to give us like rapping bars about sports. Yeah. And he doesn't. <laughs> that's the crazy part about it. He literally don't. And that's why I think like later in like back into the song or something, he talks about like he's a fan of the Packers or something like that. Oh, yeah. Is that on this record? I think so. Yeah. Well, anyways, I think like at the end of this song, he talks about like what, what sports he's into. And then he talks about I watch sports all the time. Sports, and, sports. I, and I think the reason why he has to do that. Is because with the uh, like the sports instrumental, and then the, they probably plan for the song to be called Sports Center, and then all of a sudden Wayne's just rapping. He's like one take Wayne, yeah. and he's not redoing <laughs> shit. And it's so he was like, I didn't even rap about sports. And yeah. They're like, Don't trip. We'll punch you in and uh, <laughs> just talk about what you like about sports at the end. And uh, I find that kind of endearing about Wayne on this record. That it's just like it's pure. First thought, you hear it, and the uh, the level that we hear him rapping at for like first thought, we hear it is amazing. Yeah, it's like yeah. this is a Wayne at his peak. Uh, 
his freestyling, his stream of consciousness is just hitting at such a high level that you can't be nothing but impressed by this guy at this yeah. point. Yeah, genius on top of his game. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to hop into Mars. Mm-hmm. And I want to hop into track number five, Cannon. How do you do, motherfuckers? It's Weezy, baby niggas bitching, and I gotta talk to Cannon. <laughs> Listen close, I got duct tape and rope I leave you missing like the fucking oh. old bannons One hand on my money, one hand on my buddy That's the AK-47, make his neighborhood love me Bullets like... And this beat comes from another DJ Drama record Where uh, he did with Sons of Man mm-hmm. So DJ Drama pimping his own song his own beat <laughs> twice and I say hey shout out to you drama get your checks player <laughs> and uh, the beat is pulsing it's fully equipped with gunshots battering across the record nothing screams this shit is hard quite yeah. like gunshots do and uh, Wayne drops maybe one of my favorite opening lines from him ever where he says howdy do motherfuckers it's wheezy baby niggas bitching then i gotta tuck that cannon and then with the drop hitting it's just like a perfect moment in the song and uh definitely drops one of his strongest verses on the record on this uh on this song yeah he's dropping bars like one hand on the money one hand on the buddy that's the ak-47 make his neighborhood love me hard and then um song features freeway and freeway was gold on here um His flow is so aggressive but intricate at the same time. The song also features Willie the Kid, Detroit Red, and Juice. They lay down solid verses, but the true stars on this record was Freeway and Wayne. Clearly one of the best tracks on the record, track five, Cannon. Cannon. Any extra thoughts on that, uh, Nico, for show? Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. Got out to the cannon. <laughs> I think uh, when I do this shit post-production, I'm going to just try to uh, have the drops in here, like yeah, the cannon yeah. drops at dope. all times. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, you agree one of the best songs on the album, oh, yeah, on the project? Yeah. If it wasn't your highlight, I would have made it mine. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. And, uh, with that being said, let's hop into the general side of this podcast. Mm. Special cloth alert. Big bezel alert. Pinky ring. It's special cloth. Look at the fabric somewhere. All right, man. Special cloth. Uh, 25 records. So just like the last one. Yeah. Wayne mixtapes are pretty simple. He mm-hmm. takes your favorite rapper beat, flip it, makes it his own. So with that being said, what beats do you think Wayne took and made it worth jacking? Popping them bottles for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a big beat yeah. for the year. It's like... I, as, at one point, Wayne was so big where I was like, when the song gets big, yeah. I'm like, I can't wait till Wayne starts rapping right. over that shit. <laughs> that's how that's how tight Wade uh, was at yeah. one point. Yeah, I was glad he took that one. Uh, yeah. What else is there? Georgia. Georgia was... Georgia, which... Uh, that was over the Ludacris beat, right? Yeah, with the Ray Charles sample. And he was talking about... And that's political Wayne. Yeah, that was political Wayne. And, and that was... I would say... The last time we got political Wayne to like maybe last year where uh, he took an interview and the interview uh, asked him what he thought about Black Lives Matter and he kind of stuck his foot in his mouth and never spoke again. Yeah. (laughs) And it was like, it's interesting that like Wayne could give us a record like Georgia Bush about uh, New Orleans and then kind of just walk away from politics altogether. Like Georgia Bush seemed like a direct attack against George Bush. 
It's interesting that like Wayne never kind of went back into that bag to like be political. I guess he wasn't didn't feel moved by the spirit. And which I appreciate him just not faking the funk, but right. Georgia Bush was so direct, you would think you'll get a little bit more from Wayne. From yeah, her. yeah, huh? That was kind of must have started getting paid a little more after that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then the thing about Georgia Bush that I also find interesting post this song, I would say this is almost the last version of the New Orleans Wayne that we got. Yeah. Like, this mixtape to me kind of, with Georgia Bush even closing it, to me, this mixtape kind of signals the end of New Orleans Wayne, who's the street rapper. And then from this point on, after this mixtape, I think we kind of lean more on Miami Wayne. Yeah. Where he, yeah, yeah, where he's yeah. licking the lollipops and, you right, know, yeah. and then living the, the, the rapper life that Wayne's been living ever since. Yeah. And so, uh, I just, when, when you guys get to this song, just keep that in mind. I think it makes the song a little bit more heavy to be like, that song was the end of an era to me. Yeah, you could arguably say that was the last genuine, the last of genuine Wayne, because after that, he kind of went mainstream. Yeah. Kind of went mainstream. And then with all that heaviness out of the way, I'm going to try to <laughs> brighten up the podcast. I want to get into track number two. Got him. And I always fuck with beats from the Diplomats. This is where this beat comes from. The record is called Get From Me. And uh, this record, you get to watch a master at work. Just like the intro say. Uh, the start of this record is dope as fuck. As soon as you get Wayne sounding eager as fuck, like he wants to eat these beats. The producing from Drama, what he does on this record with the scratching and kind of like restarting it almost gives you the illusion of like drama's trying to hold back this hungry ass little wayne who wants to eat these beats <laughs> you know but drama's like holding them back with uh with dj drops you yeah. know it's gangster grills you bastard you know <laughs> and uh for me it's the dopest start of any of the songs he has on any of the dedication uh mixtapes Wayne on this record, like I said, he's feed me rappers. He got that uh I got I got it all, but I'll beat you like you owe some. Mm. And shout out to Drum too, cause his record was just a showcase the way he starts the way he starts the record off with the scratching to the soulful transition in the middle of this beat. Uh, it was a true masterpiece from drama, uh, producing, DJing. He does it all. The drops are perfectly placed. Yeah. Uh, both Wayne and drama, to me, are delivering at the highest level they had together on this record. So, got him. is always one I got to get back to. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Uh, anything to add, Nico? For sure. Besides, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I, uh, working them, that was always one that would get a lot of plays. Working them, is it working them? Wheezy F Baby, <laughs> fucking Carter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, that flow was always super tight when he, uh, when he jumped into that shit. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of. Uh, I, I was watching this thing, a little off subject. I'll get back to it, though. It was Rick James and how he made Super Freak. 
And when Rick James was making Super Freak, that was his impression of a nerdy white guy. And he was just singing it like as a joke. <laughs> and then it ended up becoming this hit. And I feel like Lil Wayne, he was like doing something funny with his voice with that one. But for yeah. some reason, it just worked. Must yeah. be why he called it working on. Yeah. And then the bitches on my stick, but my name ain't Harry Potter. It's yeah. like, those are like Wayne bars. Yeah. Like, I feel like only Wayne and Cameron could like deliver bars like that. That tongue in cheek, kind of funny, yeah. but like serious at the same time. Uh, verse two, he drops another one where he says, uh, "I always wear a mask and I always wear a rubber." Mm-hmm. So shout out to y'all out here uh, practicing safe sex. Wayne out here uh, ad- advocating for safe sex. Yeah, definitely. Y'all better than me. Yeah. <laughs> verse three, he even drops another one where he says, "These niggas pussy. I'm harder than my dick." Oh yeah. That I mean, might that be one. the most little Wayne bar of all time. That I would might say. Be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, these ain't the greatest bars of all time. We definitely know that, but only Wayne, Cameron, these type of like clout rappers can deliver silly sounding bars like that, mm-hmm. but make it memorable at the same time. And um, yeah. working them always sticks out for that reason. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm gonna bring up uh, this track, uh, track 11, loving it. I want to talk about this record because this is my man's Bonte the Pros favorite song mm-hmm. uh junior year of high school <laughs> and uh you know Vontae pro shout out to homie Vontae pro <laughs> <laughs> you know he is mr cupcake no feeling he loves these uh i'm a thug but i'm looking for love records uh the song samples little brothers loving it hey fee i saw this girl the other day she gave me her number right you think i should call her and it's cool to hear Wayne on uh, on that quote-unquote sweet shit. He hits her with that sweet shit, and he's not just like, bitch, like he usually be on. And uh, it's a nice change of pace from Wayne, because he's usually sticking his thumb in some groupies, but but on this <laughs> record, he's a, he's a nervous rapper trying to figure out the right way to step to a young lady. Track 11, uh, loving it. Go to that record to hear Wayne nervously try to scoop up a PYT. He's not on some fly rapper shit. It's kind of refreshing to hear him in that light. So if you want to get to that, hop into track 11, loving it. Yeah, Wayne in rare form for that one. Yeah. And I'm going to bring up track number three, They Still Like Me, because yeah. uh, this track is the embodiment of like the early 2000s to me. Yeah. It's like early 2000s was dominated by snap music dance music, uh, a lot of Fruity Loops uh, studio beats, a lot of catchy hooks, and an abundance, I mean abundance, of terrible verses. And um, the funny thing about this record, uh, They Still Like Me, is Wayne is not even that tight on this song, but his rapping, the, the bar for rapping is so low in the early 2000s that Wayne doesn't have to be the greatest rapper alive to be a huge upgrade from them franchise boys yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying so uh track three they still like me i always go back to it because just because of the instrumental it takes me back to uh that time in my life and uh i'd rather listen to wayne rap over this beat than listen to them franchise boys uh rap on this oh beat. yeah most definitely the last track i think i want to bring up before I, I bring up another question is i'm gonna hop into track number 16 where the cash at yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I love that record because I like when rappers say tight shit. They like, you could catch my girl legs open. You better smash that, but don't be surprised if she asks where the cash at, right? Yeah. 
And then a couple of years later, use that same line to create a whole new song around that bar. Yeah. That's that Jay-Z and Nas. Right. You made it a hot line. I made it a hot song. <laughs> so uh, Currency drops a cool uh, verse on this record. Remy Ma's on this song, surprisingly enough. Uh, she was dope in this one, too. Yeah. yeah. I would say Remy Ma's a little overrated, just like in like just the conversation of rap. Yeah. But... Every time I walk around the metal detectors, I think about <laughs> Remy Ma. So I'm always here from a. I'm I'm always here for a verse from her. Yeah. So I'm definitely happy to uh, hear Remy Ma on that record. Yeah, definitely. All right, Nico, for show. Anything else you want to bring up before we flip over to this negative side of this podcast? Yeah, I cannot move on without mentioning the hitting track in Georgia Bush. Uh, when Lil Wayne goes over the ambitions as a ride and be. Yeah. Oh, man, I remember when he was on Rap City, he looked like he was high off his ass, <laughs> and the dude asked him to spit a freestyle, and they were, it wasn't Big Tigger, it was somebody else filling in for him, and he was sitting there on the couch, and he recited part of this, this verse. This verse. Oh, okay. And I just remember watching it, and for some reason, it was like, it was kind of whack, but it was the dopest shit of all time at the same time. Why did you say that? He, well, he was like falling asleep. Oh, so it was like the delivery was kind of off, and he—you could tell he was—he was leaning. He was leaning hard, but yeah. the lines on it about to go get surgery and put some diamonds in my wrist. I'm a motherfucking trip about a trip to Japan, buy some brand new shit. Yeah, it was just the way he, and then he goes way harder on the actual track itself, but. 50,000 for the cost, trying to keep the reaper off me. I drink a lot of syrup, bitches say I'm sleepwalking. Big money for the grill, so I'm never cheap talking. Yeah, keep talking, and the flame leap off the hip and keeps fucking. Pap, pap, sleep softly. To see him go over a Tupac beat, such an influential and such an iconic Tupac song, and to hold his own and make it his own to the point where I can listen to that and not be mad at it, uh, that that was a big deal, yeah. I feel like. Wayne, Wayne in the early 2000s, to me, was so ahead of his competition. I would bring that song up on this mixtape and be like, see... I think Wayne is about to be the next Tupac. Yeah. Look how hard he's rapping over Tupac beats. Like, I like this song just as much as I like the Tupac song, to be honest. Yeah. And so, like, Wayne was on such a high post-Carter 2. Carter 3's on the way. You know, I'm just like, at this point, I'm like, man, this guy Wayne, he might be the next Tupac. Spoiler alert, he doesn't become the next <laughs> Tupac. But uh, that's one of the songs he raps over it so hard, and he's been putting in so much work that for a quick moment, I got tricked into thinking Wayne's the next Tupac. Man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, before we flip over, I want to bring up uh, a feature that stood out to me, and it's track eight, Welcome to the Jungle. Mm. Nothing got me excited in 06 the way uh, Lil Wayne and Joel Santana collab did. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. There were never no Jada or Styles P or anything like that, but Wayne and Joel's on the record together. Uh, to me, they always felt like they pushed each other, yeah. so their verses was always better. Joel's on this song. He got Alden Beast in the Concrete Jungle. He has a long nose, no muzzle, and he's putting that paper boy on the paper boy. And, you know, and Santana always came with bars like that. Man. And like, even though it's not the greatest bar of all time, it's pretty simple. But 
what I appreciate from Joel's and the whole Dipset camp is that they were doing something different than everybody else. Yeah. So like it always stands out for that reason. And Wayne comes through with a, like a solid ass uh, verse where his syllables were like just so choppy that it made the verse so hard. When he was like, I ain't shooting at the soldiers, bitch. I'm shooting at the captain. I ain't shooting at your shoulders, bitch. I'm going for your cap. <laughs> and uh, with that being said, uh, Nico, for show, any last thoughts? Uh, popping them bottles. Guess I'm the number one Lakers fan. Yellow bottle, yellow bottle, purple bag, purple bag. Nico Fischel's a Laker fan, shit. so he's a little biased. <laughs> that, that was my shit. I'm a Kings fan, so oh, yeah. me personally, I thought that bar was garbage. <laughs> it was purple bag. Was yeah, purple. yeah. It, it, it was that, but there was that bright purple. You yeah. know what I say? It wasn't that dark purple like royalty. Yeah. <laughs> it was that bright purple like LA. That was the days of purple. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> with that being said, let's hop over to our dislike section no no because i don't fuck with nobody yeah i don't fuck with nobody like at all nobody so it's very simple. all right nico for show uh what were you not feeling uh, on this uh project uh basically let's see which ones i didn't you know what man this was a pretty solid one i i can't lie i couldn't pull out too many negatives besides you know like i said the first one it gets kind of repetitive after a while uh it is a lot of tracks it becomes a challenging listen for the wrong reasons after a while. It's not really yeah. making you think too much or anything. It's just kind of, it, it kind of wears you down after a while. Yeah, uh, I, I'll agree with you because I would think this project is a solid one listen. Yeah. Like, go ahead and give it that one solid listen. And there's really no need to go back to it over and over because then it becomes taxing. But that one listen all the way through. Solid. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but, uh, all right. So I'm going to go into what I think is the, the worst single song on this project. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, no doubt, it's track 21, Getting Some Head. Oh, yeah. And, man, Wayne on this record, he's in his pocket. He, you know, if Wayne's rapping about getting some head, it's probably going to be cool because that's what <laughs> Wayne do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, this, this record has a verse from Pharrell. And god damn that shit was terrible. Yeah, Pharrell was yeah. on some bullshit on this song. Yeah, he, was. he was trying to bust out like that double time flow and that shit was weak. <laughs> <laughs> Pharrell uh, on this song is just to me he's it's it's kind of hard to like hate on it too much because this is the reason why it thinks it sucks. It's Pharrell is just trying too hard. Too hard yeah. And then you have Wayne where like these mixtapes are made off of, hey, these is no effort songs for me. Right. Just come catch these bars. Yeah. And then you yeah. have Pharrell come in with like all this effort. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like, bitch, why are you trying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel bad and I feel that way, but I'm yeah. just like... You fucking up the whole reason we here. Yeah. We here for just straight bars, like whatever comes to your mind first. So uh, Pharrell, I don't know why you on here, player. It's Pharrell like, makes beautiful music. I love your beats. Yeah, but uh, this verse has to be hands down one of Pharrell's verse worst verses he's ever uh, whipped out. It was Fergie at the All Star Game. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and uh, hop into our grade of this project. Uh, I'll go first uh to me dedication to is pretty much the mixtape that if last episode i said dedication one was the mixtape that started it all but dedication two 
was the one that grew it all. Yeah. Like this this shit when Dedication 2 dropped, Wayne stock was at an all-time high. Y'all thought that shit was popping when Carter 3 dropped? No. That's when the suburban kids knew it. Right. Was when Carter 3 dropped. But when right. Dedication 2 dropped, the streets were on fucking fire. <laughs> yeah. It he was, was really having people saying Wayne is the best rapper alive yeah. after this shit. Yeah. Even that Carter 2, which I personally loved, when Wayne was saying best rapper alive all over all over that record, I was like, ah, uh, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. And by the time Dedication 2 dropped, I was, like I said earlier, said, oh, shit, yeah. we got Tupac reincarnated. Yeah. You know, that's what level he was delivering at on this record. So uh, Dedication 2, these are not the greatest songs of all time. But again, these are not supposed to be the greatest song of all time. This shows you, this mixtape shows you how Wayne, how good Wayne could be with no effort yeah. and it's just amazing so uh, this project just out of pure awe I think you gotta give it a B uh, it's a classic but not for the music it's a classic for a lot of other reasons but dedication to man I think it's a solid B one of the best one listens through a mixtape you could give and shockingly enough by your second and third listen you'd be like I don't wanna hear this shit no more yeah. but that first listen through Fire! Yeah, you're chuckling. And yeah, you're, yeah, you're enjoying yourself. Yeah, but uh, you're Florida Yeah, I say it's a B as well. Uh, with me, I think what's crazy about this one is just how it laid the blueprint so much for uh, mixtape rappers of the future. Someone like Gucci Mane, who completely capitalized Word. off of this concept once Wayne got locked up. Not to say that he wouldn't have gotten that big if Wayne wasn't locked up but just he did yeah. take that it was a lane Wayne got locked up Gucci pulled up yeah and uh, kept his car there for a cool minute yeah <laughs> Wayne blazed the trail for sure yeah uh, uh, and then yeah and uh, not just Gucci Mane too but you listen to this mixtape and I feel like you see traces of a lot of the rappers who are popping right now Word. That's and, a good point. Yeah, like even like a Lil Pump, Lil Uzi Vert, something like that. Like they took so much from this guy. They're Lil Wayne's babies, basically. Yeah. Like the even the dreadlocks and everything, and then the excessive gun metaphors, the nonchalance of it all. And I think it was really influential in the nonchalance too, because before this, it was like hip hop was a craft. Rap wasn't really separated from hip hop yet. Yeah. And then this one, it was like, you you can be on some rap shit or you could be on some hip-hop shit. And this was like the blueprint of rap shit. And, uh, man, it was just like, or even I think what's real characteristic of the early 2000s. And it was something that we kind of roll our eyes at now. But back then it was like really inspiring was... Like that paperboy line that you were saying, like yeah. paperboy. Just messing with the deliveries and the way you say yeah. things. And uh, yeah, so I, I agree with you. And then it's funny, yeah, all those uh, SoundCloud rappers are pretty much Lil Wayne's sons. And it's weird that um, a lot of them come out of Florida, mm-hmm. being that, like, at, like we said, like pretty much after this uh, Georgia Bush record. We got New Orleans Wayne went away, and we got Miami Wayne. Yeah. And it's funny that, like, all of his SoundCloud sons that come out are from, like, Miami, Florida. And that's kind of where Wayne made his second home. And then his roots obviously run deep out of that state. Yeah, for sure. So, great point, man. And uh, 
we're going to get out of here. We'll be back tomorrow with a uh, dedication three. So hang on to your seats. We'll be back with that one. And uh, if you haven't heard Dedication 1, our review of it, just go back. It's one episode back. And Nico Fischel, thank you for coming on. And uh, thank you. feel free to uh, plug anything you want. All right. Yeah. Just once again, SoundCloud.com forward slash W2PTW. Also, if you want to go on YouTube, check out me and Kingston's videos. You can type in Nico Fischel, no space in between. We have one song called Play to Win. And uh, another song called Obies also both pop up if you just type in my name, me and Matt King, the homie Kingston, making some slappers. Yeah, fun fact too that uh, that video was shot by Vontae the Pro. So, Vontae, yes, y'all want to see Vontae. what he's doing? That's what he's doing. Yeah. And uh, thank y'all for listening. Stay blessed.